If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Early in the morning before sunrise in the eastern sky and close to the horizon, a very bright star shines. Well, the truth is the morning star is not a star at all. It's the planet Venus. In the quiet morning moments before sunrise, Venus shines alone. Martin Luther King Jr. compared light to love when he said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mohandas Gandhi compared light to life itself when he observed, in the midst of death, life persists. In the midst of darkness, light persists. How much light is needed to command our attention? I've done the math. The sun is 600 million times brighter than Venus. Yet in the pre-dawn morning, the morning star shining alone can fully engage our consciousness. So how much suffering, how much worry, how much joy, how much appreciation is needed to command our attention? I've done the math. It's a single thought. A single thought can fill our consciousness. Have you ever had a problem that kept you up all night? few weeks ago, I was up before 4 a.m., hadn't slept, fearful and suffering. I looked out the window at the night sky. It was dark, lightless, lifeless, like my mood. Then I saw the morning star. I was appreciating the beauty of this tiny point of light, and I realized that I was no longer suffering. I started to feel better much better. I was filled with appreciation, gratitude. And I remembered something I learned from one of my heroes, Victor Frankl, that even a tiny gratitude, a trifling thing, he called it, could fill my consciousness. Victor lived in Vienna. He was a thought leader in philosophy, psychology, and psychoanalysis. And he is best known for helping people to find a way to make their lives meaningful. By 1939, he was head of neurology at Rothschild Hospital, Vienna's only Jewish hospital. Then World War II, Victor was arrested and spent the rest of the war in concentration camps where he was stripped of clothing and dignity and subjected to unimaginable hardships, disease, depredation, degradation, unrelenting hatred. He survived the war, and he later wrote about the ordeal. He wrote about how he drew constantly on human capacities for optimism and humor, inner solitude and hope, and a steely resolve to live. Most important, he said, no matter what happened, I retained the freedom to choose how to respond to my suffering. 
After the war, Victor was awarded honorary degrees from 29 universities and wrote dozens of books, including Man's Search for Meaning, one of my favorites. Once he was asked to express in a single sentence the meaning of his own life, he wrote the response on paper and asked his students to guess what he had written. Presently, a student replied, the meaning of your life is to help others find the meaning of theirs. That was it exactly, said Victor Frankl. Those are the very words I had written. Victor's story means a lot to me because there are still times when I find myself awake at night, fearful, suffering. And he reminds me that we always retain the freedom to choose how to respond to any thought. And that has helped me find a way to make my life more grateful, more joyful, and more meaningful. I think Victor would be pleased to know that. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. The mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help people make sure that the trip gets accomplished. You know, the story of Viktor Frankl is, is an important one to me because that the part where he writes his response to the question on a piece of paper, and he said, you know, when the student asks him, what, what is the meaning of your life? And uh, he writes the response on paper, and he says, um, guess. And someone says, the meaning of your life is to help others to find meaning in theirs. And I remember reading that and thinking, oh, my God, that's that's me. That's me too. And I, I, I think that's, I think that feeling is an aha moment for a lot of people. I really do. And, you know, that's why we created Bravehearts Radio. Because that, that aha moment, that moment that, that comes from within, when we, when we realize, oh my God, that's, that's been in here the whole time. That's been in here all along. That's one of the really special moments in life, that, that aha moment. And so that's why we created Bravehearts Radio, because we, we, we know that, um, that that's why you listen to the show, because uh, you have the, the passion to be of service to others. You have the courage to be of service to others. And in my experience, that, that's where... That's where, uh, that's where happiness comes from. That's a great recipe for happiness. We talked about that on a call this morning and the idea that um, the, among the inalienable rights uh, enumerated in uh, the Declaration of Independence, the, uh, the idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think you can pursue happiness, but happiness is something that ensues. It follows after something. And I, I believe that what, what that something is, is service to others. So to pursue happiness, find a way to be of service to others. And, and that's the, uh, the courage to be of service. And it, it's, um, 
well, it's um, it's still a learning experience. And I'm glad that you're with us here on the trip today. Uh, today, I, I have no guests. I have uh, Victor Frankel and, and his um, idea of of service um, or his idea of um, yeah service uh, as um, uh, helping others find their uh, meaning in their life. And what he talked about as a trifling uh, thing to be grateful for. We can fill our mind with gratitude. We can fill our mind with whatever individual thought we want to. And one of the examples he gave was when, uh, when they got the soup, and it wasn't much of a soup, and when there was actually an actual pea in the soup, that was something to be grateful for. That's a, that's a pretty dang thin soup. Um, and that's, a, that's, a, that's something really to, to be seeking a reason to be grateful. Uh, another example that uh, uh, Victor gave in Man's Search for Meaning was uh, the, uh, the prisoners were being transported to another uh, prisoner camp. And they thought they might be headed toward a place called Malthausen, which was considered to be the worst of the camps. And they had to cross the Danube River on a, on a train trip in order to get to Malthausen. Well, when they came to the place where they would have to cross the river, they, they didn't cross. So they, they knew they, were not, they, weren't go, they were going somewhere else. And he said they, they, uh, they laughed and joked and danced and celebrated for three days when they found out they were not going to Malthausen. And instead, they went to a place called Dachau, which in the annals of human history is, is one of the worst places ever been built, ever conceived by mankind. But it wasn't, it, it wasn't where they thought they were going. That was, uh, that was um, on their mind. So it, it was a, what he called a trifling thing that, that uh, it could be a cause for, for celebration. For me, the example I, I think of is, I mean, there are so many examples you could come up with, and, and you probably have some, some great examples of your own. When, when I think of, um, you know, just a, something in our modern world that might be, um, uh, that might be uh, um, right for that uh, kind of idea is the, uh, the idea of a single M&M. You ever find a single M&M in your coat pocket? And you say, "Wow, that was that was really a treat." Um, single M M&M, and M, maybe uh, better than a whole bag of M and M's. Kind of take that for granted. We're going to be going to break, and I want you to stay with us, but be sure to um, join with us in listening to what our sponsors have to say. We will be back on the other side of sixty seconds after these very important breaks. These very important messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. 
Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And um, now I'm talking, uh, telling stories today. Aha moment. One of the things that uh, I think is one of the grandest experiences in life is that aha moment. And that's when, when you, you, you realize, oh, my God, this, that's been in here. I get it. And it's been in here all along. And it's one of the, it's one of the fun things about mentoring and, and coaching for me is, is seeing that aha moment in, in others, too. Say, oh, my God, I get it. Wow, this is great. Um, and sometimes, you, you know, you, you read something. And don't you have this feeling that when you when you read something or you have a conversation with somebody and they say something you you already agree with or you already know anything? Wow, that's that's good stuff. You know, when I remember reading Malcolm Gladwell, and um, there was a, a book called The Tipping Point. I suppose it was about ten years ago or so that I read that. And Malcolm Gladwell described three kinds of people that were really important to help anything get to the tipping point. One was a, a maven. And that was the, the person that knows every detail about something. They're really the expert. And they you drill down to find out um, all about, about whatever it is that, uh, that, is, that is tipping. Um, another is the salesperson. And I could relate to that because I was in sales almost all my life. Um, the third is uh, something he called the connector. And he said the connector is someone who makes connections for the sheer joy of seeing good things happen. And when I saw that, I thought, Oh my God, that's me. And I, I just, I, I loved that idea of being the connector. I've, I've always, as, as long as I can remember, it's been a, it's been a real thrill to put things together that, uh, that um, uh, just to see them work and uh, putting people together, introducing people and making those connections. And I, I tell people, I send, send out emails frequently to, to two people I know that don't know each other yet. And I, I tell them what a joy it is to, um, 
connect people when I see some synergy and see some opportunity for them to accomplish something together. So I think there's a lot that a lot to the idea of being a connector or making the connections. And before we ever started Bravehearts Radio, I remember talking with Winston Price, my executive producer here, about something we called perspective power. And in, in, a, in a grand sense, I believe that perspective is, is one of those things, making the connection. When you, when you I see something from another perspective, you're making a, you're making a connection. So talk about some, some stories. And I've, I've been told, Brian, you don't, um, you don't use humor as much as one might expect uh, in the show. And um, that's probably true. A lot of, a lot of humor, um, it, you know, it's, I don't know if it's regional, uh, you know, coming from North Dakota, we had, uh, what would you call, we'd call it, I'd call it regional humor. Be things that'd be funny to people that live out in the, out in the prairie. Um, but maybe somebody that, uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have that experience. It wouldn't be too funny to them. I don't know. Um, one one that I thought was uh, was was terrific was uh, an, an old episode of Cheers, and um, and I, I use this example as a as an example of I suppose, I, you, you could call it logic, but I don't think it's, I don't think logic is really the right the right term for it. It's the explanation about why well. I think people realize when you when you drink alcohol, you kill brain cells. And the explanation of what happens there is that it's like watching the herd of wildebeest in a nature show crossing the um, the great wilderness in Africa. And a pride of lions is following them and they're they're picking off wildebeest as they as the great herd passes. But what they do is the lions pick off the old ones and the sick ones, and uh, so what the uh, what the what the scientists will say is that what the what the lions are doing they're actually making the herd stronger by picking off the old and sick ones, and and. Um, on Cheers, uh, Cliff explains that uh, uh, that's what happens when you drink alcohol. You um, uh, it kills brain cells, but it kills the old ones and the weak ones, and that's why you always feel smarter after a couple of drinks. And I thought that that's a that, I, I think that's a that's a, a funny story, a funny explanation of something using what might be considered logic, but it's not really good logic is it all right there's a story for you have you ever heard someone say here's a picture of me when i was younger i started wondering how could it be otherwise you know in that same in that same light of things we had a we had a friend once who uh who told us the only wrong thing is to judge something. And I thought that's, uh, that's very admirable, but 
Who got to decide that? And then uh, shortly after that, we, we went to a church and I really liked the church and really liked the people. And there was something that, that they said there that intrigued me. They said, we know that there are no absolute truths. So the question I had just almost immediately was, are you sure? One of the things that I always wonder about when I'm, when I'm doing the show is, how long should I wait after telling a story for the laughter to die down? And um, recently someone, uh, I was having that conversation with one of my friends, and they said, not very long. Okay, then. 1984. Not the, not the book. You know, we, we put that in perspective. 1984 by George Orwell was written a long time before 1984, which is 36, 36 years ago now. And um, so, <laughs> I think, 1984, that was a long time in the future at one point. It was a, a scary future that they talked about. Well, there, there's a movie, I think it's from 1984, called War Games. And um, is it Matthew Broderick? I think I, I hope I have that right. In, uh, in War Games, at one point, the hero um, is, uh, he, he's trying to make a phone call in an old phone booth. And uh, he doesn't have a dime. He used to, used to need a dime to make a phone call from a phone booth. So he goes around, um, this is 1984, and um, he goes, uh, looks around outside the phone booth in the, in, the, in the gravel out there, and he finds a flip top, an old uh, aluminum flip top from an old, uh, old style uh, beer can or soda can, pop can. And he uses that to, to ground the receiver, the magnet in the receiver, the, the mouthpiece, to uh, get a dial tone so that he can make a phone call. And then he dials whoever he's calling with using the, uh, using the rotary dial. So I was thinking this, this um, futuristic time, 1984, and there's a phone booth, a flip top, and a phone with a dial, all in the same scene. I think that's pretty cool. I guess it would go back way before 1984, but I remember when there were 10-cent Cokes down at the the newspaper. It's called the Times Record in Valley City, North Dakota. And uh, the the kids who delivered newspapers, you know, they could could still get a a Coke out of the machine um, or an orange or root beer or Sprite. You know, they're they're probably only about, uh, it's probably seven up back then. there were probably only a few uh, flavors of pop that were available there, and um, they were a dime, ten cents. And you get and, and you know, it took the bottle back to the grocery store. You get two cents for the bottle. Um, we used to go out in in, in the spring. Uh, my dad would drive around with my brother, and I would comb through the ditches looking for um, for pop bottles. And um, uh, every once in a while, you find a quart bottle. You know, an unbroken glass quart bottle that uh, was worth a nickel. You know, so we we usually picked up uh, enough um, enough pop bottles to uh, buy ourselves some pops. And um, of course, then we you know we we call it pop. You know, being from North Dakota, 
uh, Midwestern thing. Um, we also said things like um, caramel and tomato. And uh, I think there's a, there's some others uh, on the either. Um, and I, I found that, you know, the, the um, other, other parts of the country might say caramel, soda, tomato, neither. We know what each other means. Sometimes we pretend we don't, or we just have fun with it. Back then, um, my goodness, there was um, 24-9 gas. <laughs> uh, g- gasoline costs less by the gallon than a minute of long distance. I guess I'm really, I'm really getting into antiquity when I talk about um, buying long distance. Uh, that was a, um, that was, that was um, you know, quite a, quite a thing to you know, call home from school on uh, Sunday night because the, the, the long distance rates were cheaper. Well, we're going to take another break. Um, remember, you can support Brave Hearts for Kids, Brave Hearts Radio, for as little as $280 a week. You're not just helping your business or the people you serve. You're helping Bravehearts for Kids, braveheartsforkids.org. Um, helping families that are facing a pediatric cancer ordeal. Do what you can to help. Thank you. We'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds after these very important messages. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Because I don't fly the rockets, I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. 
and it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. I always encourage people to connect with me, mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. You can go to braveheartsradio.org. It's a, we've got our new website up, and it's really great. It's got all the old uh, episodes of the show. We've got 90 episodes now by podcast, so you're, everything's available 24-7 on your favorite podcast source, uh, braveheartsradio.org, part of the Brave Hearts for Kids pediatric cancer charity organization, braveheartsforkids.org, helping families that have um, a child with cancer. You know, the story of Brave Hearts for Kids for me begins in September of 2008 at the street fair in Bismarck, North Dakota, where I lived most of my life. That Bismarck, that is, not the street fair. And I was, uh, I was at the street fair, and there's certain kinds of food you expect to see at a, at a street fair. You know, corn on the cob, turkey legs, pizza, funnel cakes. And there was a sign over a booth that said, Buffalo Berry Crepes, $3. I thought, wow, that sounds really good. I didn't even know what a buffalo berry was. Turns out a buffalo berry is kind of like a wild blueberry from the high plains of North Dakota and Montana out there. So I said, yeah, let me have one of those, please. And um, there was a voice from the back of the booth that said, uh, hey, I recognize that voice. And that was my old friend, Adrian Jacobs. And I've known Adrian for now, some like 40 years. And uh, he would always describe his son like this, my son, the rocket scientist. And for the longest time, I, I just thought he was speaking in metaphor, you know, like, well, Jeremy must be a really good student, probably especially good at math and science. I didn't realize he's actually one of the people that runs the manned space flight program at NASA in Houston. Uh, he, he really is a rocket scientist. Yeah. Well, Jeremy and Amy have a little daughter, and uh, she's in high school now. But uh, when she was 13 months old, she had uh, a brain tumor. And... Um, she was one of the, she was not one of, she was the first child treated at the um, MD Anderson Cancer Center in, in Houston using a three-dimensional proton radiation technology um, that was developed at Fermilabs in Batavia in the Chicago land nearby where I broadcast from. And she's cured. Out of gratitude for their daughter's life and health, Jeremy and Amy started Brave Hearts for Kids to help other families have a positive outcome when they hear their doctor say, your child has cancer. The organization was only about three weeks old when, um, when I stopped at that uh, Buffalo Berry Crepe booth and um, connected with uh, Adrian, and the next day or so, uh, talked with Jeremy for a while. That was a that was a great start to what we've um, what we've been involved with here. I remember giving them some guidance, I suppose, on how to set up a pancake breakfast, how to do a spaghetti dinner. I'd been doing that kind of thing for a long time. And for several years, 
Brave Hearts for Kids was a, I think of it as a mom and pop organization. They'd have a, a little event. Um, my friend Adrian is a bluegrass band and they'd play a gig and they'd uh, donate something to a family that, that needed some help. And I shouldn't say mom and pop uh, charity because a lot of, a lot of people have organizations that they've started and I've worked with many, many, many over the years that have some, some goal, some reason for being some, something they want to accomplish for other people. And that's, that's really what we think of as a brave heart. Well, they took the, they took the name brave hearts because of their, their, their daughter, Ava, who's, who was the original brave heart when she would undergo her treatment. And after several years, Brave Hearts for Kids became a national charity, a public charity, a 501c3, what people think of. And at that time, my wife, Sherry, and I were asked to join the board of directors, and we did. And since then, she's become the chairperson of the board, uh, executive director. I, I took the title mission specialist because I like the NASA connection. And I... And I, I realized, you know, I, I'm not the, I, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And I've been doing that my whole life. And, and I really like doing that. And I, I'd say, if, you know, if you want to connect with me, connect at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org or look me up on LinkedIn. I'm Brian Reinbold. And uh, if you find the um, LinkedIn profile, you'll see the banner. Uh, the, the picture at the top of the profile, and it's it's a it's a parade, and uh, I like to say I, you know it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. So there were there were people who were behind the scenes that helped make sure that the parade that's in that picture took place, and that that parade is the um, the parade in uh, I believe it was September of 1969 with the astronauts from Apollo 11 in New York City and the, the celebration of, um, my goodness, I, I, I got to believe one of the greatest achievements by humanity is to um, do what John Kennedy said, send a man to the moon and safely return him by the end of this decade. Uh, when he did that, uh, did that speech in uh, 1962 at Rice University, you know, seven, about seven years later, they had a parade uh, for the guys that um, that went to the moon and back, and uh, and they did it with slide rules. Um, just absolutely amazing to me the um, the uh, the capability that uh, was put into that, you know, maybe one of the things that, uh, you know, in the, in the last year we had, uh, we had the, the, the COVID pandemic and there was a lot of effort that uh, people put together. And, and the way I understand it is there was a lot of cooperation in, in developing the vaccine for this. And so, I, you know, when I when I think of that, it's it's um, it's one of the, one of the great achievements 
in in our world, and it's uh, so, uh, something I'm I'm grateful for. But that um, that parade that took place in in uh, New York City after the astronauts got back from from the moon. Wow, what a what a what an experience! Um, and of course, um, getting back to the the brave hearts for kids story. Well, we had the organization, uh, a board of directors uh, retreat three years ago now. And at that time, years do fly by. At three years, 2018 doesn't sound like it should be three years ago. 1990 doesn't sound like it should be 30 years ago. Oh, my goodness. So three years ago, the uh, board of directors from Brave Parts for Kids had a retreat, and I did something I call the idea hierarchy. So we did some brainstorming to begin with. And seven people came up with 900 good ideas in three 45-minute sessions on a Friday morning. Well, we, we reckon a good idea is, is any well-intentioned idea is a good idea. And if you've worked with a, a nonprofit organization or any organization, or really if you've worked with people, you've heard someone say, I have an idea. And uh, you know, often it's followed by someone should, I have an idea, someone should, or you should, or I, or I have an idea, but a well-intentioned idea, that's a good idea. Well, what we did in the idea hierarchy is we, we worked it down to where we came up with three ideas out of 900 that we were determined to turn from good ideas into great ideas. And a great idea in this context is simply an idea that we, a good idea that we put our, our talent, our passion, our love into to make it a great idea. And so the three ideas that we decided to go to work on were, first of all, the um, Spotlight Hope app. It's a mobile app. Families can find resources that are close by wherever they are in the country. And uh, we're talking in the United States now. And it's location sensitive. So it, it, it makes, a, um, makes the uh, Brave Hearts for Kids organization local no matter where you are. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, the second one is um, the connection with the National Day calendar. April 28th every year is National Bravehearts Day. I'll say a little bit more about National Day calendar when we come back. Um, third one is uh, the definition of a brave heart. The idea that a brave heart is anyone with the courage and purpose to be of service to others. And it was that uh, understanding that caused me to reconnect with uh, Winston Price and... Uh, Startup Bravehearts Radio in uh, September of 2019. So we'll be we'll be back after some uh, words from our our sponsors. Please stick with us. And uh, these are some uh, some great messages from our from our sponsors. So we'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. Today is, um, well, if you're listening to this on June 7th live, it's uh, Boone Day, Chocolate Ice Cream Day, Oklahoma Day, and VCR Day. If you are listening on June 21st, well, it's the beginning of summer by some measures and many other things, including Peaches and Cream Day. Well, I always mention the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great sponsors of the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity and the sponsor of National Brave Hearts Day, April 28th. In the last segment, I was talking about the, uh, the three things that we determined to be, make great ideas out of our uh, idea hierarchy retreat. Um, National Brave Hearts Day, April 28th. Had a great one this year. Um, already in plans for uh, for some activities for next year, um, helping helping families that are going through a pediatric cancer crisis, and um, it's never easy. I tell you what, the last year is probably the most difficult year these families have ever faced. Um, the Brave Hearts for Kids organization um, continuing to provide the services of the Spotlight Hope app, uh, the encouragement, and the uh, connectivity of the Brave Hearts radio show. The idea that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. When we, when we build someone else up, when we help another organization to be successful, we're not hurting Brave Hearts for Kids. We're making the world better. And that helps Brave Hearts for Kids. And it's the, the idea I say in the, in, the, um, in the simplest sense, I say pick up a cigarette, but you made the world a better place. Um, 
someone in a in a uh, it was a Zoom call last year, and, and someone said, you know, that's true because those things wash into the ocean and they're they're uh, eaten by some uh, uh, seabird and and they die. I thought, wow, I never thought of it that way. I was just thinking about making the sidewalk tidier. But uh, there are always um, ripple effects that we can never really imagine to the good things that we that we do and the the, the decisions that we make that um, that have some uh, some uh, some accomplishment to them. About eleven years ago, I wrote a story. And it's what I, part of what I do in, in helping organizations and individuals now to uh, determine their purpose is to write a story about a perfect day at some point in the future. And we write that in such detail that there's, you know, not just what you're doing and who you're doing it with, but what it, what it feels like. What does the air feel like? What does the sun feel like? Is there a breeze? What you know? What are you eating? What are you tasting? What uh, what are the uh, what are the smells in the air? Are there flowers nearby or um, what? Whatever it is, but to to put so much detail into that story that it becomes a memory. And I reckon that when you when you have a memory of something, you can also remember how you got there. And so even something in the future. Even something in the future can be something that we create a memory about. And it's the, um, I think there's something from um, uh, Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass, uh, a line. uh, It's a poor sort of memory that only runs in reverse. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Create a memory of something in the future, something to be grateful for. And the thing that I wrote about was this idea of a, a retreat, a place where I was gathered with thought leaders from around the world. And we were having philosophical discussions and solving problems in, in a way that had never been done before. And I, and I was cooking. And, uh, you know, I love to cook. Um, Love to eat, so I love to cook and uh, also enjoy shopping for the groceries. But uh, I was cooking at this uh, this retreat and leaders from around the world. And one of the things that was a really important feature of the retreat was that it had uh, the, the buildings uh, had, a, had a red tiled roof. Well, last year I was on a on a virtual retreat at a place called Catalina near Machu Picchu in Peru. And the first thing I noticed about this place was all the buildings have a red tiled roof. Well, that was so important to the story that I'd written that it became the name of the story. That was the name of the story, the red tiled roof. And, and, um, and so I, I was so excited when I, um, when I saw that the Catalina Retreat Center was, was all buildings with red tiled roof. And since then, I've been back six times to Catalina, going back again in, in April, excuse me, in, in August, uh, August uh, 20th through the 22nd, uh, 2021 for the uh, virtual retreat this year. It'll be winter there in the Southern Hemisphere. 
But we're also going there in December, live, December 12th through the 18th. You can find out about that. Well, you can go to BraveHeartsRadio.org and find the BraveHearts Adventures on BraveHeartsRadio.org. Or you can go to BraveHeartsAdventures.org. And the Machu Picchu trip is, is right there. You can find that and you can join us. And you can be with the thought leaders from around the world that are going to be gathered there. Some of them have been on the show, and there'll be people that you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll know a little bit about them, and you'll know a lot more about them as we uh, get closer to the time that we, uh, that we go. But that's, um, that's a, it's a dream come true. It's a, it's a manifestation. It's the law of attraction. It's, it's all of this coming together, and we're really making it happen. The red tiled roof at Catalina, Daniel Gutierrez's place. Join us, and uh, it's going to be great. Um, really looking forward to that. Now, there's a lot to be thankful for. I believe we live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place in the history of the world. It's good. No, it's not just good, it's great. And it's getting better, and it's getting better fast, and it's exciting to be able to watch it happen. But it's exhilarating to be able to be part of making it happen. Yet many people don't see it that way. They don't experience life in the same way. So I found that my role in this is to help lift others up so that they also can experience that power from within, that aha moment that empowers them to say, I can be part of making this happen. I can be part of the best time and place in, in history. It's been a pleasure to be with you again this week. Join us every week live at 3 Central, 24-7 on demand on your fa favorite podcast service. Go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. Do what you can to help. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.